The following program contains elements of programming that are previously recorded and may appear as live. Welcome to Hope Reigns, a show brought to you by Eight Days of Hope, where we share God-sized stories from the mission field all around the country. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Tiber and Mike Fiella. Well, it is a good morning. Good morning to you, Steve Tiber, along with Mike Fiella on this edition of Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Mike, summer is here. Good morning. I'm telling you, does it get any better than this? It's just a great morning. The sun is shining, and I just I was just pumped to get down to the studio, see you. I know you've had a busy week and been running around and kind of catch up with you, and definitely our listeners who faithfully tune in every week. Been hearing some good uh, responses, uh, emails, and texts about how they like the show and the message is getting out. Yeah, you know, I want to give a shout out to our friends in Kansas. This past week, I think a couple emails from all of our listeners in Kansas and down in Mississippi and Louisiana. Uh, it's been amazing to see what God, how God is using this broadcast to encourage people um, that, you know, with everything going on in the world, Mike, yes. God still sits on his throne. He's still a God of hope. He's a God yep. of joy. Um, he's in control. And mm. even though our country right now is going through so much, Mike, so much, Hope still reigns. Uh, you, you took the words out of my mouth. The mouth. That's how we named the show. Hope reigns. It really does. Like you've always said, and we've said hundreds of times, it's time for the church to step up, for people to step up, and they are doing it in the midst of all this, you know, craziness. But God knew this was going to be absolutely. So He's prepared our hearts and lives to go forward and just serve them and help people during this time. It's a great time for the church to shine, and uh, today, uh, in a couple minutes, we're going to have a guest. His name is Brian Dregitz. Okay. Brian is a missionary with Eight Days of Hope. He is going to be the manager of our Midwest Satellite this past week. Oh, yeah. We were in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, beautiful state of Iowa. We were there in 08 after a flood, and um, a lot of churches and volunteers and businesses, we just formed some relationships, and as we were looking for a satellite to deploy disaster teams when there's flooding, tornadoes tornadoes, any kind of damage like that. Um, no place you'd rather be than Midwest and Cedar Rapids, Iowa. So Brian's yeah. going to be sharing more about that today. Now, that's the second satellite, home home base, headquarters, Tupelo, Mississippi, mm -hmm. and then Buffalo, New York, and now Cedar Rapids. Did you ever think? No, come on, come on. <laughs> how does this, how does this happen? But yeah, God, amen. But God, yeah. So we are based in Northeast Mississippi. Most people know Eight Days of Hope is an organization that brings relief to those right after a disaster. I mean, within 24, 48 hours right. or months later when we, when we rebuild their homes for free. Mm. 6,000 homes now have been rebuilt by the volunteers of Eight Days of Hope. Thank <laughs> you so much. If you're listening today and you've served with us in the past, I know this year we've already been to Mississippi and Nashville after the tornadoes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you know nothing about 8 Days of Hope, go to our website. It's that simple. Go to 8daysofhope.com, 8daysofhope.com. Also, uh, we're doing something with uh, those who've been rescued from sex trafficking. We're, we're building uh, buildings. We're renovating facilities to provide a safe place for those who've been rescued. It's the fastest growing crime in the world. And Mike, the next four months... Yes. Check this out. We're going to four different parts of the country to help ministries expand their facilities for free. And so if you're skilled, if you're a roofer, a plumber, electrician, man, reach out to us. Email us at info, info at 8daysofhope.com. But we're going to Buffalo, New York in July. Yes. August, we're going to Texas. Bring your boots, Mike. 
You going to? I'm going. I'm going. (laughs) In September, we're going to Indianapolis, Indiana, Indiana, and then in October, we'll be going to Northeast Mississippi. So, if you live in or around one of those areas, you have some time on your hands. We are looking for electricians and plumbers and flooring. We're looking for concrete people. Uh, The place in uh, Texas, Hope Rising, Mm -hmm. uh, we've got a lot of concrete to pour. Have you ever done concrete, Mike? I have not. I watched those big trucks come in and the thing turn around and I, I watch them come down the chute and I'm saying, wow, they're doing a good job. <laughs> <laughs> they, are doing, they are doing a good job. Again, more about the ministry, go to our website, 8dshope.com or check out our YouTube channel. But Mike, you know, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, the Midwest, they see tornadoes and flooding. Right. Um, people think that when you volunteer with 8 Days of Hope, you've got to be a skilled professional. But just blurt out a couple of the jobs that someone will do when they come serve with us, some of well, the tasks. Well, some of the things, too, If you, you don't, like you said, you don't have to be skilled. You can get a big garbage bag, <laughs> rake lawns. You can make help in the, in, in the cafeteria making sandwiches. Mm. You can uh, just sweep. And, you know, the biggest thing is <clears throat> grab a broom, go down the street, and talk to people. You'll, you'll have conversations, you'll end up praying with them, but there, there's just so many just odds and ends that keep the whole machine oiled properly. You, know, you don't have to be able to take a hammer or drywall and things like that. You can help clean up behind them. You know, and I, I was talking to a volunteer this past week, probably in his mid-70s, and what he does when he comes on our events is he drives. He picks up people from the airport. He takes go. them to the sites. We have another person. They work at our front desk. They fold T-shirts. A lot of administrative work when you rebuild hundreds, yep, you heard it right, hundreds of homes in just eight days. Wow. So again, for more information or to get our email alerts, go to our website, 8daysofhope.com. Hey, um, really interesting, Mike, so much is going on with the ministry. And again, very, very busy, but COVID-19 is still here. It doesn't seem like it's going away. It's no. been an ugly week, ugly mm-hmm. couple weeks um, right now. And I know that some churches in some states have started to get back together. Others have, have been told they can't do that anymore because That's things right. have ramped up, but still a unique time in the country, Mike. Well, you know, and you have to really be specific on your plans. You have to know what the rules are and follow them. Continue to follow them. But, uh, you know, yeah, they are getting back together, but it's just a whole different... You know, we say we're going to get back to norm. I, I, you can't go with that term. What's, what is it, what, what is the new day? Absolutely. The new norm? Yeah. So uh, Great question. What is the new norm? And, you know, like how you said in the beginning, Mike, um, you know, this didn't catch God off guard. Right. I mean, he knew back when he created us, when he created the earth, that this day would be here. And, you know, racial injustice, COVID, political elections, um, you know, stock market, 301ks. Mm. I mean, it used to be a 401k, but it went backwards a little bit. You know, all these things that are going (laughs) on. But, you know, I tell you, I don't know how people get through these times without knowing Jesus, Mike. I really don't. I've been living off this trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lead not to your understanding. You know, you and I are, are doers, as many leaders are, and we want to fix it. We want to just jump right in the middle, and we are, but we got to lean on on Jesus. He, like we just said, he knew this was going to happen, and I believe deep down if we just rest in the Lord, he's already prepared us. We got to find out what the new preparation is, what that plan is, how we move forward. I know there's many things we've done uh, through Eight Days of Hope, feeding people, Testing, passing pass out, ma- giving out masks for free, and so <laughs> yeah. you know, <laughs> two two hundred and six thousand masks have been handed out across the country uh, by uh, see, volunteers but, of ADs of Hope. Yeah, but if you weren't just flexible and resting in the Lord and hearing from Him, those things wouldn't get done. So sure. there's a new day, uh, just but there's the same God that we need to listen to and follow. Amen. Amen. I, I do. You know, it, it is interesting it, in the in the new technology world that we live in. 
I will say, Mike, I have watched more church services online. <laughs> you know, normally I, you know, get up every Sunday. My family sure. and I, you know, we go to our local church and, and you participate. And and but it has given me a lot of opportunities right. to explore to some friends. You know, I've been watching Our Savior's Church down in Lafayette, Louisiana, and mm-hmm. uh, First Baptist in Tupelo, where where I belonged for for many many years when I was living in Tupelo, and and even Hope Church, another church in Tupelo, Mississippi. And you know, you go around Destiny down in Florida. New, oh my God. New Point, yeah. Dwight Mason over there in Ohio. Absolutely, um, it's interesting to see everyone how they're approaching this, how churches are approaching okay. it. And so far, I have to tell you, I mean, I don't know if there's a perfect plan, but I've been very impressed by mm-hmm. church leaders um, how they're leading <laughs> their flock. Because sure. you know, I was talking to one pastor uh, down in Mississippi this past week. He said, "Steve, this has been the hardest four months of my ministry life." He's been doing ministry for thirty years. Okay. All the things that he's dealing with, mm. you know, do you open the building, not open the building? Are you pro-mask, anti-mask? Now, he's in a state right now, they're wrestling over the state flag, again, down in Mississippi. That sure. was in the news in the last couple of days. You know, a tithing is off. His congregation tends to be older, and so they're not as comfortable, some older people, maybe Maybe our age might, maybe older. Who knows? But they don't feel comfortable <laughs> getting online, and and, 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 and and people are losing jobs. And I mean, yeah. it's... But our God is not a God of confusion or not disarray. Or, I mean, he, gosh, he's got this. He's got this. Mm, Steve, you, you couldn't say it any better than that. It's Again, I'm going to say what I said a few minutes ago. We, we've got to lean not to our own understanding. But yet we got to keep on seeking God. What does this new day look like? If this is going to save this ends up doing this going like this for years okay wow. that's that's what it is mike don't now, go there Come no on, no I, I don't want it by no yeah, means i want to, who doesn't want it to end tomorrow sure. but, but you know what is god trying to say to us mm. as a people what is god trying to say to us as his people and uh i hate that it's also redundant the new norm has got to have something better than the past what that, the, that's kind of hard to handle <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry about that. One of the things that I've been thinking through lately is what are your priorities? There you go. You know, I mean, you know, you and I are part of this national ministry called Eight Days of Hope, and, you know, you have other things you do, and I have other things I do. We have families. I've got two kids getting married in the next 90 oh, days. Oh, my, my, my. Woo, our lives are, are a little bit interesting right now. But where are your priorities? You know, mm. you know, this has been a season where many have fallen in love with God's word and maybe they strayed or maybe they weren't spending enough time and now they have that time. Right. You know, maybe you're, you're, you know, I'm talking more to my wife. I've been married 36 years, but the last four months we've had more walks and yes. more talks than probably in the last three years combined. I mean, it's been nonstop. But what's, where are your priorities? I mean, yeah. Well, it's bringing me personally back to the basics. I start with my wife. You know, she was out of work for a while. Um, they called her back. And it was like, honey, I miss you. <laughs> We've been in the house so long, sure. so many weeks together. It's just like something was empty. We are taking walks too. My my daughter, my my son-in-law, my grandkids. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, I look at them different. I think different. I just cherish every moment. Ooh. Make every effort to spend a little extra time when we can. Well, now we could, well, for a while we couldn't get together, but we, you know, a couple of the kids got phones or texting, or I'll text mom, sure. say, "Oh, t- tell little Ava that I love her so much, and uh, Grampy's so proud of her, sure. and, and whatever." And there's just sure. those little put, things, yeah, are just, much bigger now. My neighbors, I'll even go and make an extra effort to, you know, wave, stop oh, okay. for a moment, and say, "Hey, you know, I have one uh, single mom and." Uh, 
cut her grass. You know, I love this stuff. And I, I would have, I'm too busy. I got to go out and do something. Oh, <laughs> uh, you remind me of a quick story. And I, I know we got to go to our first break to bring on our guest. And good morning. Welcome to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. So a friend of mine decided to kind of love on their neighborhood. So they put a little card together and they baked some cookies. Okay. And they put some cookies and they tied it with a nice ribbon and just said, hey, my name's so-and-so. I live down the street. If there's anything I can do for you during this season, let me know. But I'd love to pray for you. If there's anything I can pray about, let me know. And, and and by the way, I love to, to bake, and well, my wife likes to bake, and um, and he delivered cookies, and and I said, well, how did it go over to him? And he said, you know, it it was it was amazing. We we got two prayer requests, handed about thirty bags of cookies. Oh, He's wow. but probably the most interesting thing is one of my neighbors <laughs> said, hey, I'm good on the prayer thing. He goes, but you got any more cookies in the house? Because those are those are really good, very good but cookies. Those simple things go a long way right now, Mike. Absolutely, I, I think I remember telling you on one of the shows that uh, I did it kind of hilariously just for a joke, but my next door neighbor came out. And uh, she, she, she locked herself in for the longest time. And I said, hey, Carmen, I got a present for you. Uh-huh. And I took a roll of toilet paper out of the back oh, of my, and I set gold. it up on her thing. And it was during that heavy time. Oh, sure. And she just laughed. She oh, goes, I needed that humor, but I also needed the toilet paper. So <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it was great. Oh, man. It's amazing what we cover here on Hope Rains, oh, right? Yes. Steve Tyber along with Mike Fiello today. And in a minute, we're going to come back and we're going to speak with Brian Dreggitz. Brian is a missionary with Eight Days of Hope through an organization called Global Outreach based in Mississippi. He raises his own funds and he serves with us full time. He's going to be our new satellite manager in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, where he's been this past week renovating a beautiful warehouse. We're going to hear about how he learned about Eight Days of Hope, what drives him to do mission work, and we're going to share a God-sized story from Brian here in just a minute. Welcome to Hope Reigns. Steve Tiber, Mike Fell will be back in just a minute. Hope Reigns is a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Eight Days of Hope thanks Provia for their support. Provia is a manufacturer of residential exterior building products. Provia combines automation with human craftsmanship in creating their doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. More information about the variety of products is available at Provia.com. That's P-R-O-V-I-A.com. Here's Steve Tiber, president of Eight Days of Hope. The fastest growing crime in America and across the world is those who have been trafficked, sex trafficking. Eight Days of Hope has decided to be a part of making a difference with the body of Christ around the country. It's amazing to think that there's 13,000 animal shelters across the country, and that's a good thing, but there's only 600 beds for people who've been rescued from sex trafficking. And I know it's not a fun subject to talk about, But God has called the church to take its blinders off. Come be the hands and feet of Jesus. Every single month, somewhere in the country, we're going to part with an existing ministry. And for 14 days, we're going to bring skilled professionals to renovate, rebuild, or remodel a facility so that more can be rescued from this heinous crime. We would love to see you on a future trip. For more information about the ministry, our Safe House Construction Ministry, please go to our website, 8daysofhope.com.
morning and welcome back to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Steve Tyver along with Mike Fiella. I don't know why, I just, I, I, I smile and I laugh when I hang out with you. Well, you I know mean, there's even nothing laughing, but I'm laughing just yeah. because we're like, Ninety percent of this is unplanned, other than our guests. So we have fun, and hopefully the listeners have fun listening oh, to us and uh, and the stories that come out. And there's a, you're going to hear some good God, God stories also, as well as our humor. You you will. We're so thankful that you join us today. I know that we have listeners in Georgia, down in Kentucky. Um, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Indiana, we appreciate you guys as well. This morning, Mike, we have a guest on. I had a chance to hang out with him for most of the week. Uh, his name is Brian Dragitz. Brian, um, we're going to hear his story. Wait till you hear, Mike, how he learned about Eight Days of Hope, how he got involved. But also, as importantly... I'm really excited for him to share what he's going to do next for the ministry because okay. what he's about to do is is pretty pretty important for Absolutely. for what God is doing uh, with this ministry. Eight days of hope. Anyways, Brian Dragitz. Brian, good morning. Good morning, sir. How are you? Oh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Are, are you worn out? I know you've been working all week. You worn out? Uh, you know, I'm uh, no, I'm good. I uh, it's fun. Going from uh, Iowa to Mississippi and set up for some more training today. And that's yeah, right. That's right. So, so Brian, or excuse me, Mike. So so Brian was in Cedar Rapids this week, um, r- helping renovate a couple buildings for a Midwest satellite. And now, Brian, you're in Mississippi. What do you got going on today and tomorrow in Mississippi? Uh, a few of us leaders are here doing some tree uh, training. We're going through a class to uh, be certified with uh, cutting trees, uh, felling trees, and then uh, also using the lift. So that way, when we do our tornado relief, we have more red cutters. Now, what's a red cutter? So red cutters would be uh, for the trees, the dangerous trees that are around power lines, buildings. Uh-huh. Uh, we will make sure that uh-huh. when we cut those trees that they <laughs> fall in the right direction. <laughs> now, that, that's probably pretty important. And, and Mike and I, we have no red on, and I don't think you're going to no. give us any red. But So operating chainsaws, so, so the, next, yes, the next two days. So Brian, let me ask you: How did um, how did this all start for you? How did you first get involved with with Eight Days of Hope? Where'd you hear about it? T- tell us a little about how the the story began for you. Yeah, so for me, uh, it goes back three years ago. Uh, I was uh, I had just gotten done. I was a high school Bible teacher. I had left that school. I was flipping some homes, and I just started realizing that that's not what I wanted to do long term. Uh, I realized I didn't like working by myself that uh, God made me for more of a purpose than that. Mm. And so I was with an organization. We, they were going down to Dallas to share the gospel in the streets in Dallas. And I met some people um, one day. It was a, I remember it was a Thursday. We went to downtown Dallas to share the gospel with the homeless. And after that day, they said, you should come with us to Lafayette, Louisiana. <laughs> and I was like, what's in Lafayette, Louisiana? I've never even heard of that place. And uh, so they said, yeah, we're going to rebuild homes after a flood. And I said, I'm there. Um, and so blindly, I just followed them. Uh, actually, they tell me now, they're like, what did we just do? We don't even know this guy. <laughs> and we just invited him to come with us. And uh, so, yeah, so I followed them to Louisiana. No work clothes, no tools. I was in a car. I stopped at a Dollar General, and I bought a, a, a blanket and an air mattress. And I just fell in love with Eight Days of Hope that week. Now, most of the volunteers that come with Eight Days Hope, they don't go that route. <laughs> you know? uh, but, but, but I have heard some interesting story. We had a volunteer one time, Brian, that, that was so focused on coming to Bay St. Louis, Mississippi, he took a, bl- a plane 
a train, an automobile, and a taxi. I mean, it's a unique story. <laughs> we, we, we don't have time to go over it now, but but uh, Mr. Daffron from Texas came over to Mississippi and, and was a great volunteer. Um, so wow. y- you've been serving with Eight Days for a while. Now, you're originally from Indiana. Give us a little bit about you before we get too deep into the, to the ministry aspect. Tell us a little bit more about you. Yeah, so uh, I grew up in Indiana. Um, I, uh, when I graduated high school, I knew God had called me into ministry. So I spent a year at a Christian college in Indiana, and I just realized that was not uh, the right fit for me. Mm. And I talked to my pastor, and he mentioned a Word of Life Bible Institute out in upstate New York. Now, in high school, I didn't want to go to a, a college in, in Ohio because it was only it was four hours away, and I was like, that's too far from home. And a year later, God took me to upstate New York, 12 hours from home, uh, to learn the Bible. And uh, it was just amazing. Once I left Indiana, God just continued to move me. I went to, from New York to West Virginia to Maryland, back to New York, out to California, uh, all doing ministry. I got a Bible degree um, from Appalachian Bible College. I did uh, their Bible program and their camping and youth ministries program, uh, thinking I was going to work in camps the rest of my life. I knew I wanted to do ministry. I knew God had called me to ministry. Uh, but I also loved working with my hands. I loved doing construction. I loved uh, the whole building process. And so uh, everywhere I go, everywhere that God leads, I just pray for open doors. Mm. And as He opens doors, um, I just want to serve Him. And then uh, as those doors shut, it's, okay, God, what's the next door? And He opens up another door. And so it's been amazing how God has led me through life uh, in that way. And I know that's not for everyone. I know some people like to have a plan and know what's the next step. Um, but for me, it's worked. And so I spent 10 years on the road uh, between those states. And then when I left California, I was going back through Indiana just to say hi to my family and to move on. And 10 years later, I finally left Indiana. Um, and so I spent the last 10 years in Indiana. Um, I was a high school Bible teacher for five years. I did some flipping of houses, and I, my uncle is a uh, finishing carpenter. I worked with him, and I have a friend who's a tile setter. And it's just amazing how God put all those little pieces uh, to prepare me for where I'm at now. Well, Steve, you see, there's a pattern here, and Brian, you, you're following God's pattern, and you're you said God called you. There's a sense of maybe you were in prayer, or you just knew. <clears throat> that it was time that God was speaking stern in your heart. Secondly, you went to your pastor. That's what that, that's so special now if you were if you had a close friend or but here's here's God's pattern. There's a call, there's an affirmation, and then he ends up putting you in a place doing what you like to do. You said I love to work with my hands. So I just want to encourage listeners out there. Let God stir in your heart. Bring it to your pastor or someone, and then God's always going to put you in a position to give you the desires of your heart, the Bible tells us. And one of your desires was just to, well, certainly be in ministry, but work with your hands. And Brian, you're doing that to the 10th degree right now. Isn't that so? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, it's, that's the thing. You're right. Like, it's not like God's calling us to be miserable. Like, I'm <laughs> yeah. doing what I love. Like, I get to work with people and share the gospel and love and serve people. But yeah, I get to work with my hands and do construction and... Uh, I mean, everywhere, all along my path, people are like, man, you're so lucky. You get to, you know, what a great life you live. I mean, I was a whitewater rafting guide for two years. And, you know, it's just like all these fun things. And they're like, man, I wish I could do something like that. I'm like, you can. 
just serve God, and He's going to give you the desires of your heart. Like that's it. I mm. live so much more of a fulfilling life than I could ever dream. Hmm. I don't sense somebody who's panicking about what's you know where they're going to eat tomorrow or, or where God's going to lead them. But but you know I you know I love the word faith, but there's no but. You're living faith, brother. I mean, you are living faith as as we as we speak. This past week, Brian had a chance to uh, hang out with you in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Uh, as most of the listeners know, or maybe some of them know, Eight Days Hope were based in Tupelo, Mississippi. Whenever there's a disaster, we have equipment. You know, dozens and dozens of major pieces of equipment, leaders, volunteers that go anywhere really within a day or two of a disaster. We opened up a satellite up in the Northeast in Buffalo, New York, where we're actually recording today. Mm -hmm. And now we're getting ready this fall to open up our Midwest satellite in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Brian, why don't you share a little bit with the listeners a little bit about Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and maybe kind of what God has shown you. I know that you've been there and you're looking for a place to stay. You're going to be the manager of that facility, at least for the next year. Um, You saw the buildings. Just share a little bit about your experience this past week in Cedar Rapids and maybe why you're excited to, uh, to be at that satellite knowing that equipment could be in Kansas, Missouri, Minnesota on a minute's notice because of a flood tornado or something like that. Yeah. Um, actually, and it starts back last fall. Uh, last fall, I, I was on the road with eight days a lot. I just going from city to city and I owned a house and I was like, you know, I don't, I don't need this house. Like why? Like I'm never home. So I was thinking, <laughs> okay, by the springtime, I'm going to sell my house. And, and some friends of mine had just, put their house on the market and they got an offer. I said, Hey, look, you need a place to stay, come live in my house. And, uh, so as they're looking for a house, they're like, well, you know, I said, don't get too settled in because I'm going to sell it in the spring. And they said, well, can we buy it? Oh, there you and go. So they bought my house, <laughs> you know, never went on the market. And a month later, uh, Steve came to me and said, Hey, would you consider moving to Iowa? And so, I, and I and I didn't yeah. know anything about you selling your house. I I didn't even know where you were living, to be honest with you. But, um, yeah. but, but go ahead, Brian. So yeah, so God always goes before me, right? And I, I answered that that prodding my heart, like, okay, yeah, let's sell my house. And then he opened up another door. And so as I go to Iowa, I'm so excited. I've been there twice now. I've gotten to know the people out there who are amazing, just so generous and gracious, and just. They want to get involved, and so I look at that ministry as just an open door. Like, who knows what God's going to do? I know what we do as Eight Days of Hope, but yet, you know, we have a warehouse now, and we have volunteers that want to get plugged in, and so I'm excited to get that equipment up there to just go and serve the Midwest, those nine states in that region that, you know, we can go uh, whatever disaster happens. So, well, yeah. Brian and Steve and to the listeners, I got to bring this point out. You're giving me a lot of uh, sermon message notes here. Faith, you know, you, you stepped out. Take your house for example, and um, you stepped out, moving to answer the call, and then that fell into place. It wasn't like I got to put the house up for sale, get the money, and then go. Isn't that something that is God stirs in your heart? Like you mentioned about the calling, you take your step forward and as you step forward then god opens the doors he gives you mattresses to sleep on from dollar general (laughs) (laughs) he gives you uh, people to hang out with (laughs) so but he takes care of all your needs 
answer the call. But, but some of us, Mike, have a hard time taking that step because we, we are planners and we mm-hmm. want to, and it could even be a control thing, right? We want to we want to control our destiny, right? I mean, you have a, a man without a plan perishes, right? I, I right. get it. So you need to have a plan, but there's the balance of knowing that sometimes your plan is right. not God's plan. And then recognizing when God is redirecting your steps. Yes. And then pivoting. So there not just keep moving forward with your head down and your shoulder down and, and busting through that door, but but to Brian's point, he's he stepped out, he he mm-hmm. stole he sold his he sold his house, sure. didn't have a realtor, just bang, it's gone. Now what, Lord? Oh, by the way, thirty days later, Lord, right? I mean, he mm. shows up and says, "Hey, Brian, um, what if you come here to Cedar Rapids for and get to know my people?" Mm. Yeah, well, and there's another piece to that. So when uh, Steve first asked me. I knew I was going to be moving, and I was ready to leave Indiana. But um, when he said Iowa, I said, <laughs> really, Iowa? Like, <laughs> I was thinking what's south. Wrong, like, what's wrong always thinking south? <laughs> oh, the beach, Panama City or something, Florida? <laughs> Destin? Yeah, I was thinking, you know, Nashville or Tennessee sure. or, or uh, Virginia, because I love the mountains, I love the water. And, uh, and I, I went out. Uh, and I spoke with a missionary um, who had gone to, uh, he's in his 90s now, and uh, I got to hear his testimony back in February when he went to the Amazon in the jungles, and he was going down in canoes um, to uh, this, these tribal groups, and he got shot at um, with arrows, and luckily God saved his life. And, um, and I was thinking, if he's willing to go to the Amazon and to the jungles, and I'm not willing to graciously go to Iowa. At, at that point, I called Steve, and I was like, yes, like, I'm in. Like, I don't even need to see it. You know, I don't even need to go out there. Uh, I'll do it. And uh, and now that I've been there, it's like, what was I hesitant on? Like, the people are amazing. I mean, I've had people show me around the town, and I've uh, people are volunteering to do different things at the warehouse. Uh, so, yeah, I can't I can't wait to get it up and running. So this past week, Brian, uh, our Midwest satellite, we need a warehouse for our equipment. So we have, Mike, as you know, we have shower trailers and feeding trailers and bobcats and bucket Mm -hmm. trucks and and trailers with chainsaws and commercial dehumidifiers and fans. So when a house floods, a less skilled volunteer like Mike and I shows up and we we gut it out because everyone can gut a house out. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you need that equipment to, to dry it out so mold doesn't set in. So we have we we had a need in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. This is how I love how God works, Mike. So okay. our hope, about two years ago, given a vision, shared it with the board of, of let's have places around the country, two or three, where we can move quicker so when there's a disaster. Because right after a disaster, Mike, I mean right after a tornado mm-hmm. comes through Kansas or Mississippi or Georgia or flooding happens in Nashville or Cedar Rapids or a snowstorm in, in, in New Hampshire or New York – People, they're, they're, uh, there's a glazed look about them. They just, yeah. They're trying to figure out what just happened. Right. And right. then strangers show up mm-hmm. within a day or two right. and are like, I don't know you, but, but my name is Brian Dregitz, right. um, and I'd love to serve you for the next couple of days. And no, I'm not going to charge you anything, but man, I just want to let you know that I know a God of hope, and I'm, I'm here to hopefully brighten up your day a little That's bit. Right. And, and when you serve people, who have nowhere to turn because they don't have the finances or because the whole area has been destroyed because of a disaster like Harvey. There's no equipment around. It's humbling to know that a stranger Mm -hmm. left the comforts of their own house to come and serve you. I mean, it's life-changing, Mike. Absolutely. I remember standing on a front lawn of a 
I think it was in Cedar Rapids when that flood. And a gentleman came up to me. He just looked at me with, with that look on his face, kind of, and a couple of tears down. He says, "Why would you do this? Mm. Why would you come? You're from New York." And we just embraced and talked wow. and shared why. And these are these are the God moments mm. and the reason we do this. So, Brian, why do you do this? Why do I do this? Uh, you know, we only get one life to live. Um, and uh, I see that, you know, we have, what, 70, 80, 90 years here on Earth. And I know where I'm going. Hmm. And when I, when I leave this Earth, I know I get to spend eternity with Jesus. And so I think of that time period of, of God has given me this life to live, and I don't want to live with regret. And when I read Scripture, there's so many more things to live for than for fame and for fortune mm. and money and success. You know, it's like those, those there's things, I mean, yes, those are nice things, and there's the whole American dream and all those things, right? Um, but yeah, I'm like, okay, what does the Bible say? that our, our desire should be. You know, what is God's will for my life? And who does God want me to be? Mm. And I'm like, man, if, I, I, in fact, I went to um, Papua New Guinea on a mission trip once. And I remember um, when we left that impoverished country, they had nothing, and they gave us gifts. And, and we felt like we were robbing them. Wow. We were like, why are they giving us all these nice things? They have nothing. Mm. And the missionary said, that's the only, in their culture, that is the only rightful thing for them to do. Mm. You came over and gave them your most prized possession, which is eternal life. Mm. And so rightfully, the only thing they could do is to give that, you a prized possession. Wow. Wow. And ever since then, I mean, that was in 2000. And so for the last 20 years, that has just been in my mind that if I truly believe that my faith my salvation in Jesus Christ is my most prized possession, then I need to be sharing it with others. And Brian... So I have these... Yes. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, and I have these gifts, and so I don't want to waste my time building houses and building decks when I can be using those to be sharing the gospel mm-hmm. with those in need. Love it. Brian, you're never going to forget that trip. Just like yes, that gentleman you spoke to in Cedar Rapids, Mike... Mm-hmm. And he said, why? You know, right. why? Just like that widow in Mississippi, that a tornado, um, you know, kills a loved one, destroys her home, and strangers show up and rebuild her house for free. free. Yeah. You know, those are life-changing moments, just not for the people that you're serving. But Brian, it sounds like it changed you as well, because when you give, when you serve, when you love, when you bring hope... You might leave exhausted. I'll tell you, I didn't do anything physically this week in Cedar Rapids, <laughs> but I had eight meetings, and I got home last night, and my daughter says, are you okay, Dad? I said, girl, I am worn out. Yeah. You might be worn out, but your heart is full, isn't it, Brian? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, mm. it's so fulfilling. I would rather be doing this than sitting at home. Wow. You know, and Love yes, it. you're right. It, we sleep in uncomfortable positions sometimes, places. And, <laughs> um, but you know what? It's... It's amazing. It's it is so amazing. fulfilling. It is amazing. And it's a family. It, you build friendships. And Amen. I mean, just today, you know, walking in the door and seeing a bunch of friends, and you're like, man, it's been too long. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. Part of the Eight Days of Hope family. Well, welcome to Hope Reigns. My name is Steve Tiber, and I'm hanging out with Mike Fiala. We're, we're um, broadcasting across the country, what, almost 200 stations carrying this morning's program of Hope Reigns. We're talking to Brian Dregitz. 
Brian is a missionary with Global Outreach, and Brian supports gets his support from people like you. And if you are intrigued by Brian's story, want to learn more of how you can pray and maybe even possibly come alongside Brian, go to globaloutreach.org, globaloutreach.org. They're based in Mississippi. And just under uh, where you can search, search for the name Dregitz, D-R-E-G-I-T-S, Brian Dregitz. You can uh, learn more about what Brian does, uh, why he does what he does. I think you've already heard a little bit, but you also can come alongside him. I know we got to go to break. We're past this mic, but it's so important for those of us who can't leave and serve full time to find a way to pray for someone that is serving full time. And sometimes, Mike, just that little $10, $25, $50 financial gift makes a world of difference. Absolutely. It puts gas in a tank, (laughs) get to the the next disaster, buy him another air mattress. I was going to say, get to the next family dollar general store. Yeah, yeah, Uh, absolutely. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Again, thank you so much for joining us. This morning, you're listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Eight Days of Hope is thankful for ministry partners like Provia, a manufacturer of residential exterior building products. Provia's mission is to serve by caring for details, and each employee strives to do that every day. Provia combines automation and human craftsmanship in creating their doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. More about Provia's mission and products at Provia.com, P-R-O-V-I-A.com. Here's Steve Tiber, president of 8 Days of Hope. 2020 is going to be a busy year and you'll have plenty of opportunities to come love and serve those in need with 8 Days of Hope. One of the new arms of the ministry is our safe house construction ministry. We travel the country and we partner with an existing ministry and help them renovate, build, or remodel facility to provide a safe place for those who've been rescued from sex trafficking. For more information, as always, please go to our website. Eight Days of Hope started as a disaster relief ministry, and it has continued to grow since then. We've partnered with an organization called Bigger Than Ball. Bigger Than Ball partnered with us when we went to Houston, Texas after Hurricane Harvey. We partnered with the Houston Astros, we rebuilt eight baseball diamonds, and Bigger Than Ball then put on a free sports camp. Eight Days of Hope is much more than disaster relief. For more information about this ministry or any arms of the ministry of Eight Days of Hope, please go to our website, 8daysofhope.com. Come be the hands and feet of Jesus.
Welcome back to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about this in the last segment. But, Mike, as you know, all the Christian music festivals around the country have canceled this year this due year, to COVID. Yeah. And yet something really cool is coming together. And, and we're going to have more details on next week's broadcast. But Eight Days of Hope is going to be a part of something called Hope Lives. Hope Lives mm-hmm. is going to be a virtual Okay. Christian Music Festival. We're going to help sponsor it. We're going to have a commercial. We're going to, we, we just want to come alongside some of these Christian music artists and these festivals that had, a, in essence, changed their whole summer. That's going to be on July 18th. So from 7 to 8.30 at night, it's a virtual Christian music festival. Some big names, some, I mean, people that you will know in a heartbeat are going to be on that uh, music festival. And Eight Days of Hope, we're going to be the sponsor, one of the two major sponsors. Hope Lives, uh, that's going to be available, I think, on YouTube, Facebook, social media sites all over the place, websites. We're going to try to have it on our website as well. Uh, more about that. Uh, in the next couple of weeks, but July 18th, 7 to 8.30 at night. And they're encouraging, Mike, people mm-hmm. to get together and, you know, put up a big screen in the backyard or invite people yeah. over your house, you know, keep a small group still with COVID-19. But what a great <laughs> way to keep the festival, Mike, in front I'm of people. I'm telling you, so many great opportunities in the midst of what's going on with this here. I mean, who ever thought that, uh, you know, you're a real tech savvy guy, you know, and uh, at the meeting that we had recently, you were just clicking this and yeah. that, and we're seeing everybody in, 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 in charts and everything. But this is an awesome way to stay connected, you know, and uh, then hopefully in the next year, we'll, yeah. they'll start opening up some more to physically so. get together. We but. hope so. Brian, I think you went to Kingdabound last year up in upstate New York. Is that accurate? I did the last two years. Oh, yes. yeah. Fun festival. Hopefully, hopefully next year. Uh, again, we're talking to Brian Dragitz. He's a missionary with Eight Days of Hope. And again, we only got a couple minutes, Brian. We went a little bit long in that first segment. But Cedar Rapids, Iowa. So you're going to have an office there. We'll have equipment up there, uh, a distribution ministry. So local churches or churches in the region, if they have a need in their church or in the community, they'll have access to free building materials and furniture and so much more. For more information, go to the website. But Brian, it looks like you're going to be there pretty much full time right around starting October 1st ish. Um, but tell tell the listeners a little bit about the two buildings and and uh, maybe what happened this past week. Yeah, so uh, hopefully, yeah, hopefully in October we'll uh, get settled in over there. Uh, the work is coming along. It was amazing. Um, I don't know. We had probably thirty five volunteers last Saturday show up, and uh, so God has provided for us two warehouses uh, side by side. One is five thousand square feet. One's eight thousand square feet. Uh, which has just been perfect. Uh, we'll be able to store all of our equipment in the one, and so that way we can pull our trailers in out of the weather and work on them, clean them up, get all the equipment ready for the next trip. And uh, and then the other warehouse uh, will be our distribution ministry, and so we'll have goods brought in that uh, are donations that we can uh, give out to the community. And so the, the warehouses were a nice size, but... They weren't, uh, there's some walls that need to be re, um, removed, and, uh, you know, with older buildings, you have some older lighting, and so we had some electricians come in and redo all the wiring and uh, put in some nice LED lights in there, and uh, in order so I don't uh, ding up the, the trucks and trailers, we, we made a door wider, the overhead door, <laughs> so that way uh, <laughs> I'm not hitting any any walls or any mirrors, and um, yeah, and then we got to, um, the, we have a conference room in there, and we have, uh, obviously, an office. And so, yeah, I'll be able to have an office in there. We can have some meetings in there when we have work days. Uh, have at least a work day every month that 
uh, we can meet together and have a meal together. And uh, But then, yeah, we also have all that distribution stuff that we can give away to those in need in the community. And so a lot of work was done. We still have some more work to do. We still have some volunteers there for the next couple of days. Uh, and then I'll be back there on Sunday, and I'll spend another couple of days uh, to um, do a little bit more painting. So, so yeah, Brian, I'm just going to ask you, you, you just touched on it a tad. Where would you say the warehouse is at at this point um, for completion, toward completion? And, uh, you know, pitch us for you know, volunteers, what's needed, what, what still has to be done to get this thing to the level you want it to be at? Yeah, so um, I would say for us to move in, it's probably 75% ready. Um, okay. You know, we, uh, when we go back, there's a couple of us. Uh, we have one building painted. Uh, it was like this older yellow, and we wanted to make it a Eight Days of Hope blue. And so <laughs> we, uh, we have one painted. Uh, the other one still needs to get another uh, coat of paint, so we're going to go back and do that. We have a couple rooms in there um, that uh, the one we're going to put a little kitchenette in there so we can uh, clean some dishes or whatever. So I have to install some kitchen cabinets. We have a couple rooms that need painted. And then we're going to, I believe, install another door. So that way in the wintertime we can pull our trucks in and, and get them plugged in. So uh, obviously for the diesels, that's something you need to do. So. Um, so yeah, so it's about seventy-five percent done. Nice. Um, I nice. think uh, we're going to do a couple of days next week, and then some guys coming back in August to do a couple more days, and we'll be ready. And so, yeah, eventually we would like. Oh, yeah. Eventually, we'd like to do uh, some racking in there to put some racks in, so we don't have those yet. But yes. To make a little bit more room for storage, so to build the racks, so we can go three high. And, and, and there is an ask, so thank you, Brian, for reminding me. So this Med- Midwest Satellite, so like last year, Mike, we were in Omaha, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we've been to, uh, gosh, uh, Iowa, you know, Illinois, sure. uh, tornadoes and floods. This is going to allow us to respond even quicker. quicker so if something yeah. happens in Kansas City or St. Louis, uh, we're closer than we are, you know, pulling stuff out of Buffalo, New York, or even, sure. even Mississippi. We're going to be looking for some racking. So if you own a company or you manage a warehouse, maybe you're clean cleaning out a warehouse you just bought, and you have racks that are in good shape. Mm. We're looking for some racking for Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Email us at info, I-N-F-O, at 8 Days of Hope, and uh, would, would love to receive that donation. We really, you know, COVID-19, raising money is not the easiest time, it right, because a lot isn't. has gone on. Mm. But if, if somebody has access to racks, uh, please keep 8 Days of Hope in mind. Brian, we got to cut you loose, brother. I know you got a big day. You're going to learn how to operate a chainsaw. Now, we've never let Mike handle a chainsaw. You know why, right, Brian? You know, he fl- I do not. He flings it around like he does his guitar, and, and that gets me a little nervous. You know, you can sign all the waivers you want, but yeah. people can still sue you, Mike. Come on. I man. was wondering why when I fired the chainsaw, everybody ran. <laughs> Yeah, because well, you're trying to you're trying to string it like you're a tire man. You know, I was like, what what is that pick in your hand for? But hey, Brian, we love you, man. Thank you so much. Again, if you want to learn more about what Brian does, and you know, I I really want to encourage listeners. You're listening around the country. You know, maybe you haven't eaten out in a while because the restaurants are closed, and and maybe you haven't mm. been impacted by COVID nineteen. But so into the ministry of what Brian is doing because Brian is a missionary. He uh, he you know he's not on our st- he's not a staff member yeah. he's not receiving this uh, this lump sum salary uh, mm. and benefits I mean he's he's on his own Mike and you can yeah, do that at globaloutreach.org right. globaloutreach.org 
globaloutreach.org. Brian Dregitz, D-R-E-G-I-T-S. Hey, Brian, before we cut you loose, Mike, would you pray for Brian? He is on the front lines for Jesus every day. Yes, Father, thank you for Brian and his heart that would take and answer that call and walk through it to be on the front lines. Thank you that you're going to protect him physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and continue to give him favor in that Iowa area, favor in his finances, favor in strong health. And Lord, I thank you for the testimony and the example that he gives to all of us about following the Lord Jesus Christ with all of our heart and, and not selling out to the world, but selling out to Jesus. Bless him in this day in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, well, Brian, enjoy that Mississippi humidity this uh, weekend. I don't know how bad it is down there, but up here in New York where we're recording this, um, it's pretty nice here, Brian. Oh, it's beautiful. I'm telling you. <laughs> we love you, yeah, man. it's a little humid. <laughs> we love you, brother. Say hi to everybody. I will do. God Thank bless you, you man. Brian Dregitz, a missionary with Eight Days of Hope, and mm. Mike. I'm Talk you. about living by faith. Sometimes I like to feel like, you know, I live by faith, but then you hear some of these stories and sometimes you just feel like you don't measure up. But, you know, and that's the enemy trying to mess with your mind, sure. too. Whole other topic. But so Brian's in Dallas. He runs into a couple eight days old volunteers. <laughs> they say, We're going to Lafayette, Louisiana to build homes because they flooded for free. And wow. Brian says, Oh, okay, I'll follow you. <laughs> and these guys are wondering, We don't even know this guy. Why? <laughs> wow. And he's ready to come. But, but isn't this what the disciples did? Mike, yeah. didn't some of them yeah. on a moment's notice get up and go? Drop their nets and they went. Yeah. Well, again, I, I, I thought this would pop in my mind. Delight yourself in the Lord and then he will give you the desires of your heart. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we don't even know our own heart, but we get this rumbling. We want to do something. We, we, want to, he, we want to serve. We have this gift. How does that fit? And we delight ourselves in the Lord and we answer that call. And then our desires of our heart. That I see that. Brian is fueled, yeah. filled with the desire, and fi- fueled by that desire because God placed it in him, and uh, he stepped out to do it. So, yeah, I, I know we all have to have a purpose and a plan. Always got to do that. But like you said earlier, there's that balance between when do you when do you drop our thinking and and just take that step, sure. and it always intertwines with each other and god blesses us as we follow his leadership i didn't know that he had a house in indiana that he was selling to do missions full time <laughs> and and again we were thinking yeah. through our missionaries and saying who could we ask to go to iowa to kind of be the face of eight days of hope in the midwest yeah. i mean mike i mean brian will be speaking at churches and in men's groups and at conferences and of course he'll be leading some local volunteers monthly uh, we'll be looking to do something unique in Cedar Rapids like we do in Buffalo and in Tupelo, Mississippi, where our other two facilities are at. Uh, again, if you're just joining us, you're listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. The number eight in the Bible means new beginnings. And what Eight Days of Hope has tried to do for the last almost 15 years, our anniversary's coming up, Mike, oh, I'm in December, to it. Uh, is we help people right after natural disasters. We help them tarp roofs and do chainsaw work, gut out homes, salvage items. We just let them... These families who've been affected by a disaster cry on our shoulder. We, mm. you know, we hang out with them at dinner time and just love on them. And then months later, we go back and rebuild their homes for free. Six thousand homes, fifty-three million dollars of work. And just recently, Mike, about six months ago, launched a new arm of the ministry that every month, somewhere in the country, we build or renovate a facility for a ministry that is providing hope and a safe place for those rescued from sex trafficking. So natural disasters and human disasters, the need is real, and people like Brian are making a difference. Absolutely. You know, when you thank the volunteers, as you did earlier on the show, you're talking about 37,000 
almost 38,000 volunteers, and uh, 46 disasters in 17 states. Crazy. Really? Yeah. More information, go to the website, 8daysofhope.com. If you sign up for our email alerts, whenever God opens up the door, and disasters happen in a minute's notice. And so what we would do if you sign up for our email alerts, again, go to our website and you can do that very quickly. We're not going to blow up your email box, I promise. (laughs) I don't like when people blow up my email box, so uh, we're not going to do that to you. But we will let you know if a disaster happens, how you can pray, volunteer, and or even possibly donate. And of course, we're always always looking for some support there if you want to become a monthly supporter of 8 Days of Hope, you can do that on our website at 8daysofhope.com. Just click on the donate button. Donate. And and COVID-19 is changing things for all of us. So if if God has blessed you, please consider 8 Days of Hope in your giving. So much going on, uh, Mike. You know, we talked a little bit about this Christian music festival, this virtual Christian music festival coming up on July 18th. I believe that's a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. It's from 7 to 8.30. I will find out if that's Eastern Time Zone Central. I think that's Eastern, but we'll find out. It's called Hope Lives, and right mm-hmm. now our country needs hope. We do. We do. There's so many uh, moments in time that you know we say we serve God, we love God, and I believe that we all do, but don't we get caught up and get sucked into what's being said and then the, the information changes and then we get confused and then we get uptight and and, and we, we tend to lose it a little bit. But we need to get back to the center. The center is Jesus, the Word of God, and this concert, this, this outreach is going to just lift the spirits of many because, isn't it, you know, worship it, and music. And- absolutely. And, you know, there's something about going to these festivals. I think there's like 27 around the country. So mm-hmm. I know many of our listeners have been to some festivals somewhere, you know, if it was Alive or, or, create, or, 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 or Creation sure. or, or, you know, Kingdom Bound or uh, Soul Fest or, you know, I mean, there's so many good ones out there. But this is going to be a way for that night we can come together from across the country. And the festivals have never done anything like like this. They're mm-hmm. all coming together. All 27 of them right. are saying, you know what? We're better together. Let's come together and, and, and bring that hope to these uh, these families who normally hang out with us. I love that, better together. Connecting the dots, as you always say. Yes. Working together. Not one uh, ministry, not one band. Right. Not, it, 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 we, we, especially now, we need to stick together and work hard. So changing gears on you. So next week... We have a very unique guest that I'm really excited to tell the listeners about. So if you're listening on the East Coast, you know, it's early afternoon. If you're in the Central, it's late morning. But next Saturday, Rebecca St. James is going to be oh, with us. I can't wait. I remember meeting that sweetheart at the beginning of uh, Kingdom Bound, and she came into Buffalo, and we yeah. hosted her. She did her Christmas concert at the Buffalo Christian That's Center. That's right. I remember that so well. And then from that point on, everything just mushroomed in her life. Rebecca St. James, uh, for those of you who are newer to Christian music, she, um, in the 90s, probably from like 94 to about 05-ish, she was probably viewed as the number one female uh, Christian music singer. Now, you might know her brothers, because <laughs> her family is <laughs> unbelievable talented. Her, t- I'll give you a hint. Her two brothers' names are Joel and Luke. Um have you ever heard a group called For King and Country? Oh, yeah. I mean, well, me, this family, <laughs> this family, and what's interesting, and we're gonna we're gonna talk to Rebecca next week, Rebecca St. James. She just she's coming out of retirement. Oh my! Yes, she's coming out of retirement. She just released a single called "Battle Is the Lord's," and we're gonna hear a little bit about that song. Uh, she now is a mother. She's been married uh, for a while. I think she's uh, 
on child number two or three. I guess I had to catch up on that. Mm. But we're going to hear a little bit about uh, why God has brought her to this point to come back into the music industry. She's a mom. She's you know she's a she's a wife. She's a great sister. She's an author. She's she been is. in films, eight films. She's she's uh, been. Uh, viewed in really and so you know i didn't I, know that yeah i just was reading okay. some things up on it i didn't know that until recently but you know and then now with her new music coming out she's yeah. got such a worship heart she does you know, i'm telling you you're going to be really moved she with does. the interview as well as her, yeah. her new music so people that are our age mike who've been believers for a while uh, they'll remember that name and sure. for those of you who just come to the lord in the last 15 years and say rebecca who tune in next saturday rebecca st james will be live with us here on hope reigns um, broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Mike, another weekend. We only got a couple minutes left. Mm. Uh, a lot going on in the world, but a great time for the church to shine. I'm praying, and I know you are too, Mike, that believers don't sit on the sideline and wait for, quote, church to open. We are the church. Right. Absolutely. It's almost get out on the streets and see where you can serve. <laughs> yeah. You know, and uh, and like you said, we're, we're still give, still donate. We always say this, you know, see, pray, Volunteer where you can and donate and keep this just keep this machine of Jesus and helping people, serving people, loving people. Keep it going, whether it's your local church or eight days of hope or some ministry in your community. Yeah, this is not the time for the church to pause. This is the time for us to rev it up. That's right. I mean, at the end of the day, and it's not even just about talking, it's about I believe, you know, the greatest sermon I ever heard is the one I saw. When people see Jesus in action, they're drawn to him, not because of you or I, Mike. I mean, who are we? I mean, we're just a couple guys that like to talk. But, you know, <laughs> God in us makes us different. And people see that when you're right. kind and, and you're giving and you're loving. And so, um, Father, we just thank you for this morning. Yes. We thank you for Brian Dragetz, Lord. We thank you for his heart, his heartbeat for you, his obedience, Father. Thank you for his obedience, saying yes. Mm. On a moment's notice, Father, that's, right. that's hard for some of us to do, Father, mm. but thank you that you tugged on Brian's heart and the Holy Absolutely. Spirit moved and Brian responded. Father, mm -hmm. I lift him up to you as he manages our Midwest satellite in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, as Eight Days of Hope, Father, as we kick that off here in the next couple of months. Couple of months. Lord, I just pray for health. Mm -hmm. I pray for his financial resources, that right. those who've been drawn to his story would consider helping him, Lord, in this journey, but keep him safe this weekend while he does yes. his chainsaw certification. Thank you for his heart, Lord. We love him. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. What do you got going on this week? We got about a minute here. What do you what do you, what do you got going oh, on? Anything big? Anything special? You know, this is kind of a laid back weekend. Right. Um, we, we we you know had a little break in the uh, all the action. All so right. I'm going to try good. to catch up on things at home. Someday and I'm going to do things. that. Take that yeah. break. You know, <laughs> this weekend uh, today uh, we have two bridal showers oh, <laughs> for our right. two kids. You're, you're, yeah. So we're so I'm running out of here and I'm sprinting and I know that honey to do oh, list is, is probably got a couple more items on that. But Charmaine's been un. She is oh, on this. She's, oh, man. She's on top of she things. Is. I know she, she is. is. She's a sweetheart. I know. Thank you for joining us. If you wanted to learn more about the ministry, Eight Days of Hope, go to our website, 8daysofhope.com. Also, can I encourage you to go to our YouTube channel and look on the uploads and, and, and get to meet some of the families that we've served over the last 15 years. This has never been about the work. It's about us being the hands and feet to the best of our ability to honor Jesus so people will see Jesus in us. If you've never been on a missions trip, consider coming with us. Come hang out with us. Go to 8daysofhope.com, sign up for our email alerts, 
Also, you can donate online as well, but we appreciate your prayers. Steve Tiber, Mike Fiala saying uh, good morning to you. Good morning and uh, good afternoon. Afternoon, yeah, yeah, cross country. <laughs> All that. Hey, we love you guys. Thank you for joining us. You've been listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Thanks for listening to Hope Reigns from 8 Days of Hope. Come back next week for more God-sized stories from across the country. To listen to this or a previous episode of Hope Reigns, please visit our show archive at 8daysofhope.com.